this week, we're talking about connecting with our kids. Some of us are naturals at this. Maybe we had parents that did a good job, or maybe we simply have a more playful personality. But even if this isn't your strong suit, don't give up. I have some insights, ideas, and even some tools to help you and your kids connect a little better. Check the show notes for the links. But if we haven't met yet, I'm Sue Patterson, and this is the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast. These are quick weekly pep talks to help you see that unschooling works. My own three unschooled kids are grown now, but I had no idea what we were doing when we first started out. That may feel familiar to you right now, but I had some shifts, learned more, connected with unschoolers who knew what they were talking about, and my own confidence grew. I went from a typical mom in the suburbs sending kids off to school to me now, an unschooling advocate who wants you to see that life can be so much better if you stop duplicating school. And one of the areas you'll see improvement in is your connection with your own kids. The first thing to remember is that the relationship between you and your children is more important than almost anything else. It's certainly more important than when they learn their times tables or whether they know what a prepositional phrase is or when the Battle of Hastings was. We've all discovered that so many of those little facts that determined whether or not we were considered a smart kid or not, turns out it's not that important at all. All of those things can be found online through Google or YouTube. So it's no great skill to be able to rattle off random facts. Now, if they're relative to your interests or your career, then sure. But Think of how many little facts were left on the proverbial cutting room floor. And all of that is time you could have been actually diving deeper into your own hobbies and interests, which would lead to a full, rich life like we do with unschooling. So I want to talk to you this week about that parent-kid connection, how to do it and why it matters. Let's start with the why. We brought these kiddos into the world why aren't we enjoying this more? (laughs) We all deserve to live a life we enjoy, right? Don't let that archaic Puritan work ethic talk you out of the joy that you could have. Don't let that industrial era focus prioritize working harder and seeing enjoyment as a distraction from your productivity numbers. You are more than a good factory worker. Research shows when kids live a life feeling loved and accepted, they grow in a healthier way. We know that coercion and pressure increases our anxiety and decreases our ability to learn new concepts or retain much. We've all seen it, maybe even today. How well does a kid who's melting down or even just distracted by their own thoughts, how well do they listen in the moment? They can't. Their brain is otherwise engaged. So envision the opposite, a relaxed, loving environment with parents and kids listening to each other and responding as needed. Okay, on to some practical ideas about how to connect better. Remember that listening I mentioned we should all be doing more of? It creates more of a partnership. It allows the child to feel heard because you are listening, so there's less to resist. 
that might be my first tip for how to connect more. Stop talking over them and listen. Sometimes that doesn't take nearly as long as the escalation that happens when you try to plow through and then the fallout that inevitably comes. That's clearly not working. So why not experiment with a different way? Try listening a little more this week and see if it makes a difference. Not only is this going to help the relationship between you and your child in the moment, it creates new patterns of relating to each other. It models how they can relate with others in the world. And sometimes we have created some patterns that we need to break free from. Or maybe we need a little help with how to connect. As in, what do we talk about? Only Minecraft or My Little Pony? (laughs) Yes, engage in those conversations that they want to have with you. But you can insert some topics into the conversations too. Sometimes I'd say that to people and they'd look at me with a blank look and ask, like what? (laughs) Or say, my kid never wants to talk to me about anything I bring up. And sometimes that means thinking about those conversations. Do they often end with you saying something they view as critical? Do they lead towards some dissatisfaction you have with how they are now and some oh-so-helpful instruction on what they could do to change and be better? Yeah, sometimes our worries and fears creep into our conversations, no matter how innocently they start out. So that could be part of the problem. Another way is to level the playing field. What if you had a tool to help you set the stage where they could ask you things too? Maybe you could be a little vulnerable and show them that that's okay too. I created some conversation cards for my membership group to use, and they're available for you to get too, also in the shop at the website. These cards allow everyone to open up a little more and give you some insight into what your child might be thinking. Sometimes people ask what ages these are for, but I've heard from families with six-year-olds and families with teens all enjoying them. Their answers will be at different depths, of course, but with a hundred cards to choose from, you can always skip which ones you choose. They cover six different topics, personal growth, helping them connect more with other family members, funny conversations to have, conversations about the community and what they're seeing, cards to help them share what's worrying them. Some families pull a card at dinner time. Others use them in the car or during a lull in the afternoon, whenever works. And one of the cool things is that you aren't feeling disappointed if they roll their eyes at some topic you bring up because it's a topic from the card. You can always agree with them saying, yeah, what a weird question to ask. (laughs) But then dive in yourself and you've alienated me and not you. (laughs) So you've demonstrated that you're on their team with all of this. I just want you to know that these are available as an option if connecting through conversations is a bit of a struggle. And then one more tip on how to connect is to slow down your responses to all their requests. Sometimes we're rushed and we can barely think straight, let alone add more to our plates. Instead of dismissing their request, think, well, why not? Why do I want to say no? What part of their request could I say yes to? This is part of the reset. Again, helping them see you as on their side, not a hurdle they have to get past. So there's a little bit about why and how to prioritize connecting with your kid. 
I also created a free PDF for you with 20 easy ways busy parents can connect. That will be linked in the show notes too and at the Unschooling Mom to Mom blog post. You know, each of these podcasts are over there at the blog with additional help you can tap into as needed. So spend more time figuring out how to connect with your kids. Maybe less time reading about cool curriculum or scrolling social media. This connection is a key component to making unschooling work, but it's also helpful to anyone parenting kids, no matter what educational approach you're taking. Try it. Let me know if it makes some changes in your world. Little things like this can make a huge difference. It has quite a ripple effect. So enjoy your kids. Happy unschooling. And we will talk again next week.